radio show guaranteed to change your life in magical ways. Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita, episode 33. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something you see every day, and it is super magical. I'm talking about mirrors. Yeah, mirrors. They are so magical in so many ways. There's legends about mirrors going back for eons. There are magical ways that you can use mirrors, and there are even ways that you can make a magic mirror. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about all the legends, the lore of mirrors, all the different ways that people use or view mirrors magically. And I'm going to teach you how to make a magic mirror for love spell work. So there's a lot in this episode. It's going to be really fun. And we're going to jump in in just one second. But first, I want to make a couple of announcements super quick, and then we'll get to it. First of all, the Reader Studio is coming up April 23rd through 26th. It's an amazing tarot convention that's happening in New York, and I will be there. So it's my very first one that I'm going to. If you are going to be there, please come up and say hi. I'd love to meet you, love to say hello. And I'll be there. I'll probably have books Uh, my tarot book, at least. I'll have my tarot book for sale. Maybe I'll have it for sale. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'll have some along. So if you don't have my book, Madame Pamita's Magical Tarot, you can come and get that from me. Now, another thing that's coming up, if you aren't able to make it to that, but you want to hang out with me, there's an easy way to do that. Live Magic Q&A Tea Party. It happens every Sunday. We meet in our virtual clubhouse. So no matter where you are in the world, you can join us for an amazing get together where we talk about magic, talk about law of attraction, talk about spiritualism, talk about tarot, talk about spell work, talk about you name it, anything spiritual is on the table. I have amazing guests every week. They come in and between the guests and I, we answer your questions about anything you have about spirituality in any form. So come on over. If you want to come over, you got to get the spell, spell, password? No, you have to get, the, there's no spell to get in. It's just a password. And to get that password, you have to join the spell squad. And how do you join the spell squad? By going to spellsquad.com, signing up, and you'll get the secret code to come in. So I hope to see you at the Live Magic Q&A tea party. Bring your own cup of tea and join us. All right. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Well, you are, of course. And we're going to be talking about mirrors and how to use them magically. So mirror magic. Let's talk about that. You've heard in the story of Snow White, the witch looking into the mirror, the queen looking into the mirror and saying, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror answers her. The mirror is a portal into the spirit realm. And we see that in the story of Snow White. She uses it, the queen uses it for contacting spirits. It's a beautiful system. It's an amazing thing to do. Another way people have seen mirrors and stories and legends and so on is Alice in Through the Looking Glass, that sequel to Alice in Wonderland, Through the Looking Glass. Alice uses a mirror to go through 
to another dimension, to a dimension where everything is backwards and weird and bizarre, she uses that mirror as a portal. So we see people using mirrors as portals. Um, in the poem, The Lady of Shalott by Alfred Lord Tennyson, the Lady of Shalott, the subject of the poem, uses the mirror in her room, in her tower, to look at the people of Camelot, to see the people, because she's not allowed to go outside, but she can see what they're doing through her mirror because she's scrying in that mirror. We're going to talk about scrying. If you've watched any of the Harry Potter movies or seen the read that read the book, you will remember the mirror of Erised and the mirror of Erised showed you what your desires were. Again, a scrying kind of idea that we see in that mirror in the Harry Potter books. There's a great book called The Breakfast of Champions by Kurt Vonnegut. And in that book, the main character, Kilgore Trout, calls mirrors leaks because he sees them as holes or leaks between two universes. And this is very funny. Sometimes, you know, someone would say, excuse me, I have to take a leak. And he would say, oh, when I come from, that means you're about to steal a mirror. So we see mirrors as devices to use for scrying, for seeing things. And we also see them as devices, as portals for going into other dimensions. Let's talk about that scrying part of it. Now, when I was a little girl, you might have experienced this too. When I was a little girl, I remember my friends and I had heard the legend that if you looked into a mirror at midnight and you said, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, as you looked in that mirror, Bloody Mary would appear over your shoulder. You would see a ghost. So of course we didn't dare do it because we were all too chicken to do it. I don't want to see scary ghosts over my shoulder, but there was a legend understanding that that mirror was a portal to a spirit dimension that we would see a scary spirit if we looked into that mirror and said the magic words. There's a kind of another version of that that exists in Ukrainian magic. I'm half Ukrainian and knowing about Ukrainian magic. On St. Andrew's Day, which is December 13th, it's a day that people do or that girls do divination to see who they're going to marry, who is their future husband, all kinds of divination. But one of the divination systems on that, that they employ on that day is to take a candle and to look into the mirror and to say, who is my future husband three times? And if you say, who is my future husband three times, you are supposed to see the image of your future husband. Now, there's variations on this. This is actually something that isn't just Ukrainian because we see things like um, postcards from Victorian times that show women holding a candle in a mirror and seeing a man's face and seeing a man's image. We see this on a lot of postcards and uh, other ephemera from that time. So the idea of taking a candle and looking in the mirror and seeing something either as a, a kind of divination tool or seeing a spirit is something that's kind of universal. It goes over, you know, up until nowadays when we talk about seeing Bloody Mary. So mirrors can be seen as those kind of scrying devices where we're looking into them and we're getting information, but they can also be seen as portals. There's lots of legends and folklore about those mirrors being haunted, for example, haunted mirrors or mirrors having spirits in them. And many people believe that mirrors are portals into other realms, including the, probably most famously as a realm 
uh, into the spirit realm as a portal into a spirit realm and other dimensions. So how do we see that sort of showing up in day-to-day life? Well, a lot of times people will cover mirrors when somebody dies because they're covering the mirror to kind of reflect that, that they don't want that spirit coming in and out or getting confused and they want to cover the mirror because it's that portal to the spirit realm or they don't want spirits coming and, you know, grabbing them or something like that. So there's covering the mirrors when someone dies. There's ideas that you're, you know, you need to be careful about mirrors, mirrors being portals into other dimensions. I've heard heard stories even nowadays of people talking about mirrors where people have done some spirit work on that mirror. And as a result, there's been a portal where spirits have come in and out. So it's not outrageous to think this. This is something that actually happens nowadays. We also know the superstition of breaking a mirror means seven years bad luck. We've, you know, that's something that most people have heard or, or thought about. Um, thinking about breaking a mirror, breaking that portal or breaking that a scrying device as being a bad luck thing. Once upon a time, mirrors were very expensive. So of course it would be bad luck to break something that costs you a lot of money and was hard to get, you know, hard to obtain. So there's this idea behind mirrors as being very, very special. You know, we don't hear breaking a bottle brings any bad luck. It's breaking a mirror that brings bad luck. Mirrors are also used magically as reflective devices to reflect energies. Um, we see this in a lot of systems. There's, uh, you know, in the magic that I teach, we use re- mirrors as reflective devices, both both positive and negative. We can use it to reflect away something, or we can use it to reflect something to us, you know, to bring something to us or to build energy on something. That's part of what the magic mirror is, is building something. So you can see for example, in feng shui, bagua mirrors. Bagua mirrors are these convex. I always want to say concave. Concave is is dimpled in. This is dimpled out. So these convex mirrors that have um, Chinese characters around them, and you they're kind of octagon shaped, and you put them up above your door if you have something negative. Now, this is a feng shui concept. So there's a lot of rules and, and systems around it. So it's not something you just sort of play with. You don't just put a, a bagua mirror and you're up in your house, just any old place or use it as a decoration. It really is a magical tool. So you put it over your front door or, or, or any windows if you have some negativity from outside pointing at that. Now that negativity could be negative neighbors. It could be a house with bad feng shui facing your house or your business. And so you use that mirror on the exterior to deflect that negative energy. We also see mirrors as scrying devices. What do I mean by scrying? So scrying, that word scrying means to see something other than, it's like it could be remote viewing or viewing the future, but it is a visual thing that you see. The most kind of typical understanding or well-known expression of scrying is looking into a crystal ball, right? So if you look into a crystal ball, you're scrying and you're seeing something that is showing you some information, either something that's happening right now or what's up ahead or symbols or whatever, right? There are mirrors that are used for scrying. Now, mirror scrying often involves a black mirror. You can see examples of scrying devices. For example, in the British Museum, we have John Dee's scrying mirror, which is a black obsidian uh, disc that he used for scrying and connecting with spirits and doing that work. That is an amazing 
thing that I recommend if you're a magical person, go to the British Museum and go into that section that kind of has sort of modern-ish, more modern-ish stuff. And you'll see the John Dee's collection, his crystal ball, the scrying plate and all, and his wax tablets. It's amazing. I saw it the last time I was in London. Anyway, that scrying mirror is a black mirror or a black shiny surface, reflective surface that you can look into and you can start to see some, you go into a trance state and you see some things. Now you can make your own scrying mirror. They're not hard to make. All you need is a concave glass piece of glass. Now, sometimes you can find these at craft stores or you can get a a kind of a shallow glass dish. And what you need to do is you need to take some matte black spray paint and you spray the back of the dish. So the back of the glass, the black of the dish. And then when you turn it around to the front, it will be shiny, but it will also be black. So that way you can have that scrying mirror. That's how you make a black scrying mirror is just paint a convex, concave surface. Sorry, there I go again. Concave surface, black, but you paint it black on the back and then the glass is the reflective part. Another way that we use uh, mirrors magically is mirror boxes. This comes from Hoodoo. So in Hoodoo and other systems too, we see the idea of mirror boxes where you take somebody that you want them, they're causing trouble or they're creating some kind of chaos and you want them to have their stuff go back to them and not go out to the wider world and not affect you or your client who you're working on. And so a mirror box will reflect back their energy. So what a mirror box is, is a box where there are mirror pieces on the inside of the box, not on the outside, but on the inside. And so those mirrors will reflect back and forth, just like when you're in a room that has a mirror on one wall and a mirror on the opposite wall, those reflect back and forth and you see lots of yourself that mirror box will reflect, each side will reflect the other one. And then you place the person either as a poppet or their photo or some kind of representation of that person that's your target in that mirror box so that whatever they're putting out, whatever negativity they're putting out gets reflected back at them and doesn't go out into the wider world. That's one another way of working with mirrors. Last way I want to talk about working with mirrors is working with mirrors and reversing candles. So a reversing candle is a double action candle, which is half black and half another color. You burn it to send back negativity to its source. So if somebody is sending you negativity, you can very cleanly work to send it back to them without getting into a battle where you're attacking them. You're just kind of putting up a reflective surface to send that back to them. When we work with a double action candle, we put that double action candle actually on a mirror because that mirror doubles that effect of sending it back to the source, sending that negativity back. Just to take off on a little tangent here, I talk a lot about double action candles and working with mirrors and this kind of candle magic in my new book that's coming out, The Book of Candle Magic. So if you are interested in doing candle magic, you want to find out more about working with mirrors, I really recommend that you pre-order a copy of the book of candle magic. You can do it at your bookstore and help a bookstore. You can do it online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound, or even my website, Parlor of Wonders. You can order that book, pre-order that book. And then when it comes out in October, you'll get a copy sent to you. It's a great way 
to support me and say that you appreciate this. Plus, it's an amazing hardcover book. It's only $17.99 and it's a hardcover book. It's a reference book that you will turn to in your magical work over and over and over again. It's not just a bunch of recipes for spells. It's actually breaking down how to create your own candle magic spell. People, I've I've been having some very, very good feedback from other writers, other magical writers who are like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing book that has been needed to be out there. It doesn't exist. It's the only book like it. I totally encourage you to pre-order it. When you do that, start to build a little buzz for the book and it's really, really helpful. So if you, those of you have that have already pre-ordered, thank you so, so much because you are helping create some kind of energy around this book and I appreciate it. And if you haven't yet pre-ordered, if you would do that, it would be such a blessing to me and you will get an amazing book that will show you how to do candle magic, including how to use double action candles and mirrors in great detail. So it's a good one. All right. So we've talked about all the different ways we've done magic. Oh, there's another way I actually didn't even write in my notes. Um, when you use mirrors, you can use mirrors in a way that one of the ways that I find very, very beautiful is using mirrors to reflect back affirmations. So we say affirmations to ourselves when we say them in the mirror and we look at ourselves in the eye, we really reflect back that energy that we're putting out there with the affirmation and amplify it. So that's another really positive way that we can work with mirrors. But let's talk about one of my really favorite, favorite spells, which is the magic love mirror spell. It's a magic mirror for love. So this spell is a great one for setting the foundation for inviting more love into our lives. So even if you have a relationship, you can use this. If you don't have a relationship, you can use this. And if you just want to bring yourself more self-love, because I think pretty much all of us can use that, you can use this spell. So it applies across the board to everyone. It doesn't matter if you have a relationship or not. You can use it to strengthen an existing relationship or bring in a new one. Or even if you're not interested in a relationship at all, you're just building the relationship with yourself. This spell is perfect for that. And that self-love that we get with this spell is the foundation for all good relationships. All good relationships start with self-love. So what we're doing is we're using a mirror to magnify an intention. So all mirror spells are using are done from, you know, as we talk about spell work, I mean, we've talked about a lot of the ways that mirrors are used as portals. Mirrors can be used for scrying. Scrying would be a great topic for a future episode of this. I got to put that in my notes. But um, we have, when we talk about using mirrors for spells, we're talking about using a mirror to reflect and bounce back or reflect away an intention or an energy. If you use it away from you, it's bouncing something that's coming at you back to its source. But if we face the mirror toward ourselves, we're magnifying our intention. Just like I said, when we talk into that mirror with an affirmation and we do it as we look at ourselves in the mirror, we're magnifying that energy. So when we use a prepared mirror, which is what I'm going to be teaching you in this episode is how to prepare a mirror. When we use that prepared mirror to reflect love back at ourselves, we are amplifying our ability to receive the love that we desire, whether it's the love from ourselves or the love from other people, we amplify it. If you feel worthy, you will be treated as someone who is worthy. If you love yourself, you will be treated as a lovable person. So this is a beautiful, beautiful spell working to do. And I really, really encourage you to give it a try. 
So let's talk about how to make a magic mirror. So first you need to get a portable mirror of some kind. So it can't be your big wall mirror. It has to be either a hand mirror or a small framed mirror. It should be large enough that you can see your whole face in it, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be so big that you have some difficulty moving it because you're going to be moving it in and out of the house. So small mirror, you know, just enough so that you can see your face. So on a night where the moon is waxing, that means the moon, that means the moon is getting bigger. So it's between the dark moon and the full moon. You want to bring your mirror outside and position it so that you see the reflection of the moon in the mirror. All right. So you can position it so that you, wherever you're standing, you see the moon in the mirror. While you are looking at the moon in the mirror, you want to anoint your mirror with love oil. So you can use a true love oil or soulmate oil or magnetic attraction oil. And you place one spot of oil in each of the four corners of the mirror and one in the center in a five spot pattern, like the five on a die. Okay. So that's one, two, three, four corners, and then one spot in the middle. Once you've done that, you can leave the mirror where it is, let the mirror stay out overnight and absorb those magical moonbeams. And then the next day, go out to get your mirror before dawn and cover it with a red or a pink cloth. Okay. So the pink cloth or the red cloth should be something that's respectful and attractive. I suggest using an old rag. You want to use a piece, a nice piece of cloth. Now you're going to repeat this process for three days, three nights, not days, actually three nights and three mornings so that your mirror soaks up that magic of the waxing moon over three consecutive moonlit nights. Sometimes I hear from people about moon magic. I can't see the moon, Madam Pamita. There's clouds in the sky. I live in Seattle. It's always cloudy. I live in London. It's always cloudy. It doesn't matter. The light of the moon is shining down. So even if you have clouds, you can see the light of the moon. Usually, unless it's super thick clouds, you can see the light of the moon shining down. That's what's important. Not that you see the moon, but that you see the light of the moon and that the light of the moon is visible in the mirror. Okay. So do that for three nights. So you're going to do, put it out at night, put the oil on it, let the moon reflect in it. As you're putting the oil on it, leave it there, get up before dawn, wrap it in the pink or red cloth and bring it back inside. Now you're going to repeat that process for three nights and mornings. And so that the mirror soaks up that magic of the waxing moon over three consecutive nights. On the fourth night, after the sun goes down, instead of taking your mirror outside, you're going to use it inside to do your spell work. So you're going to anoint yourself with that love oil. Take a few drops, applying it from your feet toward your head. And when you put it on, then you're going to hold the mirror before you and you're going to look into your own eyes. Now, when you look into the mirror, you don't want to look with a critical mind. Is that a pimple? Look at those wrinkles. Oh, I look terrible. Look at my hair. You want to look at yourself with eyes of love. Okay. So if you need to go and like fix your hair in in your regular bathroom mirror before you go and look at the little magic mirror, do that so that you look good. So that you, when you look in your magic mirror, you're looking at yourself with eyes of love. I know what I do. I look at my, I don't look at my hair and then I look in the mirror and I go, oh my gosh, my hair is a mess. So look in your regular bathroom mirror before you look in your magic mirror, get yourself dolled up. Okay. So look into the mirror, look into your own eyes, look at yourself with love. And after a few moments, while still looking into your own eyes, say 
I love you to your reflection. That's that affirmation you're saying, but it's a really special one because you're telling yourself, I love you. Repeat that I love you. Do it like 10 or 20 times. You don't have to count if you want to count because you're doing a numerological part of the spell. Go ahead, knock yourself out. But for the regular folks, you don't really have to count. Just let yourself go and say it a bunch of times, 10 or 20 times. Then wrap the mirror up and put it away. The next night, take out the mirror and repeat. Take out the mirror in your room. Tell yourself, I love you 10 or 20 times. Look at yourself with love and do this each night and do it for 28 days. So do this every day for 28 days, which is a full lunar cycle. If you do it for a full lunar cycle, 28 days, you will 100% guaranteed see a dramatic turnaround for the good in all of your relationships, including the most important one of all, which is your relationship that you have with yourself. Do this work, do it, commit to doing it for 28 days. It's a, this is an intense spell and it takes a lot to make a magic mirror. This is not playtime, but when you do this work, you are creating something that is really magical. Once you've done it for 28 days, you can wrap up the mirror and put it away. It's still a special magic mirror. And anytime you feel like you need to have a boost, anytime you need to feel like you need to get back your self-love, you can take that magic mirror out and do that process all over again. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful working to do. I have a magic mirror and I love that magic mirror. It is amazing. So there you go. A beautiful magic mirror for doing love magic, starting with loving yourself, which radiate out, radiates out everywhere and attracts beautiful people and loving intentions into your life. It really, really does work. So I encourage you to try it. All right. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about magic mirrors, then you want to check out my magic blog at the Parlor of Wonders. Go to Parlor of Wonders, go to instruction, go to magic blog. You can read more about making magic with mirrors, including a blog post called Making a Magic Love Mirror. You can find all kinds of other articles about magic, tarot, witchcraft, law of attraction, spiritualism, all the magical, mystical goodies are over there and they're all free for you. And don't forget one more amazing free thing. If you have questions about all that good, magical, mystical stuff, you want to join me for the live magic Q&A. Hey, it's a free party. I love a party and I love a free party. It's every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. You just go to spellsquad.com to get the secret code to get in. If you want to see who my guests are, go over to instruction, parlorofwonders.com, go to instruction, go to Live Magic Q&A, and you'll see calendars saying who my guests are going to be this week. And if you, here's a secret little extra something. If you sign up at spellsquad.com, you also get a free copy of my book, my ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. It's a great resource for amping up your magic. I want to say a huge thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed and shared this podcast with your friends. And big love to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes. Oh my gosh, you guys, I love your reviews on iTunes. I don't know how to pick. It's hard to pick. There's so many good ones. If every episode I pick though, one of my favorite written reviews, and I give a shout out to that person. And this episode, my favorite review was by, let me pull up my paper, Neon Blue 69 says, thank you. 
I just started listening to your podcast. I'm definitely hooked. Everything that you talk about resonates true to me. For almost 20 years, I have avoided most magic because I started having strong precognitive intuition. I was not ready for that. But now that I found your shows, I've developed a new curiosity and I'm very grateful to you for that. Thank you so much. That's from Shelly E. So sweet, so sweet to write that. And I'm so grateful that my podcast has been helpful. If my podcast has been helpful to you, go over and leave a review, sign up, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. You don't have to keep it on iTunes. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Stitcher. You can listen on YouTube. But if you leave a review on iTunes, I'll see it and you can, I'll give you a shout out if it's a, if it's a, sweet review and you share how it has helped you. Oh, I love those reviews. Anyway, thank you guys who have left reviews and those of you who haven't, I would love it if you did. All right. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre, my amazing producer and engineer for producing and engineering the show. And I want to say thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing, doing the cute announcing. He's so good at that. That's my boyfriend. That's why I'm talking about him like that. <laughs> Anyway, thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing it. And thank you to you for joining me here. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll be answering the question, how do I begin casting herbal magic spells? And until next time, this is Madame Pammy to saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Yeah.